Greetings, everyone. All you commanders, eagles, and angels, welcome to A Night at the Round Table. And we're coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. And we are your hosts, Tara and Rama here are your hosts for this evening. So we're here with our wonderful co-hosts, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, and our energy healer and biogenics expert, Benayek, and our energy healer and Randy Miller. There's a little noise going on. Everybody mute out so that we don't have noise. And author and channeler, Carolina Oceana Ryan. So I am at this moment going to pass this talking stick to our sister Omina, and she is going to help us uh, uh, get into the proper, you might say, meditative state. And she's going to guide us, and she's got some wonderful insight. And I'm sure that we will have what we need for this evening. Pass this talking stick to you, Omina. Thank you very much, Tara, and good evening, everybody. And I am going to do the meditation to where you are, well, hopefully meet your higher self. That would be really, really nice. And so if everybody would get into a very comfortable position, by making a little noise, I will be quiet in a minute or two, but get Get everyone just get into a nice, relaxed state of mind. Put a barge in your mind to put all your troubles on it and let it float down the river from you. You can give it all up for at least 10 minutes. And that's also for the listening audience. So we are going to do um, a meditation where... You have your eyes closed. You take a couple of deep cleansing breaths. And I want you to slowly focus on your third eye. For people that don't know where it is, it's up a little bit above your two eyebrows. And you're going to bring in all your spirit guides around you and your protection. And you're going to be safe during this meditation. So you focus on your forehead and you feel the tension there and allow all your muscles to relax. And again, visualize the barge on the ocean and you put all your troubles of the day or life or whatever you want to call it, put them on there. And allow all your troubles to float away. Then you slowly open your third eye. And there you will find yourself, it getting wider, your third eye, where you're going to have a view of your most favorite place in the world or out of this world wherever you want it to be. For some, it's going to be a beautiful garden. For others, it's going to be an open field. 
For others, it's going to be the woods. For others, it's going to be the ocean. Just remember, in this meditation, it can be anything you want. It's peaceful. The sun is shining. It's warm. With a nice breeze. And you're sitting in a very comfortable chair. And right in front of you, there is somebody coming close to you, walking towards you. You don't know yet if it's a male or a female, but you're very open to this beautiful being. And you're going to know as it becomes closer, that's a male or a female. They are going to introduce themselves to you. They'll give you a name. And introduce themselves to you as their higher, your higher self. And pay attention to the gender because that, not the gender you're in now, but the gender that they are introducing themselves as. Because that's going to be a very big clue as to who you are. It will be a female essence or male essence. You can ask them anything you want. You can ask them if you need to know anything about yourself. Are you stuck anywhere? How can they help you get unstuck? Is there any answers that you have been asking that have not been answered? Is there any illness that you may have that you have not been able to understand why it's in your body. They can help you understand that. They can help you clear it up. They can help you relate it to whatever part of your body that it is in and why it's there. Why is it expressing itself there? If you don't get the answer now, you will get the answer. But make sure that you ask the question. Because that's the most important part. Allow your higher self to come behind you as you sit in the chair with your third eye looking at the world in front of you. Your higher self is behind you and they are going to do a healing on you. They're going to place their hands on your head and they're going to open up and readjust your penile band that's in your brain that's connected to your third eye. If you wish to have this done, let your higher self know that so that you can see more clearly for future endeavors about yourself as well as about others. Also ask them to go through your body and adjust your energies so that you will have more energy more peace, more love that's going to flow through your body. And as you sit there for a minute, just allow to feel that love, that light, that vitality, that oneness, that warmth of that one connection to your higher self, your universe, your world, nature, 
Allow all that energy to go all the way down through your body. Feel it going through your head, your face, your neck, your shoulders, all the way down to the tips of your fingers, all the way back up, all the way through your chest. Open up your heart, all the way through your creative center. All the way down through your thighs, your knees, your calves, your ankles, your toes. Begin your toes. Allow all that energy to come all the way back again. Back up to your body, taking away all the aches and pains, toxics, whatever you wish to leave, whatever you wish to let go of. Allow it to come all the way back up. All the way through your thighs, your knees, your creative center, your heart rate, your shoulders, your arms, your fingers, all the way up through your neck, your head, and back out to the top of your head. And it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling of relaxation of peace, of love. You are glowing in a circle of golden energy of the highest form that your higher self is giving you the gift of. Now they are going to come in front of you after doing that healing energy and they're going to hand the gift to you. Be open to the gift. Whatever it is, hold your hands out. Put your palms together. Face up. And your higher self is going to put a gift in your palm. That's for you. Could be a token. Could be a picture. Could be a flower. Whatever it is, is specifically geared to your energy. And this is a gift that you can use any time that you need to open your third eye so you can see clearly. You can do that when you're problem solving, information you're giving to somebody else, helping somebody else problem solve. Use that gift and allow your third eye to see that gift when you're doing your work. Close your hands, place them back on your chest, on your heart chakra. Take a deep breath, take a wonderful energy in and allow yourself to come alive in your chair. Open your physical eyes, close your third eye. Bring yourself back into the room. Amen. I pass the talk and stick back to Tara and Rama. Oh. Thank you, Omina. Thank you, Omina. You're welcome. Yes. Um, 
the energies are at the highest they've ever been today. And thank you, Amina, for using those energies to help us see who we are. Absolutely. Thank my higher self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. As the, I, I could pass the talking stick back to you if you have something you want to share with everybody, you know, in terms yeah. of... The, no, the... Um... I think it's wonderful if you can work with your higher self. I think most of us forget that we have one. Yeah. Because it's a constant battle between our egos and our higher selves, our spiritual selves. But the higher self comes from such a spiritual high realm that is definitely worth knowing your higher self, knowing what essence they are. Because oftentimes they're the opposite of what we are in our gender. And they can teach us so much. And they're so helpful. One of the things I'm going to say, and I know this to be true because I just know what I know what I know. When you ask the universe for something, for your higher self, from your higher self, from the universe, for the higher good, the natural law is they can't say no. They cannot say no. That's the natural law. So if you ask for something for the higher good, for yourself or some or for somebody else, if it's for their higher good, it will be granted and involve your higher self in that process. The energy is, to me, the energy seems to be balancing out. The only reason I know that is because I'm not as whacked out as I usually am. I'm not as tired as I am. It's... It's more, it's becoming more of an even keel, which is a wonderful thing that the energy is beginning to flow more freely in the universe. It's not, it's, 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 it's after doing an awful lot of cleaning out and it continues to clean out, but it seems that the toughest has moved, has been transformed transmute it. You can't get rid of energy. You can only transmute it. You can only change it. And I constantly, constantly bless everything because that helps the process. I pass the talk. Back to Ramantara. Oh, thank you, Amina. Um... It's good to have a better grasp on knowing who we are at this point in time, from my point of view, because we're being presented with opportunities now that's never been available. And as we know ourselves better and our higher selves better, we can glean what those energies are about. Um, and um, for instance, uh, Rama sent Penny a picture that came in recently. It's a photo of six starships. And the main starship is humongous. And there's just like lights underneath it. Uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, 
16, 24, 24 lights under the ship. And it's just very huge. And then the five others are scout ships. And they basically have three, four, or five lights underneath their ships. They're a, a mag, many times smaller. Yet, even to have a photograph of something like that, and um, what's our friend's name? Victoria yes. Lilgen Quest. Victoria Lilgen Quest. We, we stayed with a friend of ours with her too for about a week in Pagosa Springs. And she had her camcorder and uh, it was early in the morning one morning, it was six o'clock in the morning. And she was already up and she had been outside and she'd been filming. And, um, and then I, I met her uh, as she came in the door and she said, quick, 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 go out and look what's over the head. And we went out and looked and there was a starship over there. Yeah. Still there. And, uh, and then she said, you know, it was, it was like six o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't, wasn't dark, you know, it was becoming light, light. but she said, what I do uh, in order for us to get a really crisp picture as I set my camcorder on night vision during the day. And that really makes it clear. It makes it clearer than anything. She did that and it was world known. She took a, a film footage of, uh, of a starship over the Olympics. In Utah. I, in Utah, Lake City, Utah. I think it was 1992 Olympics. I'm only guessing right now, but we got to go look back on that. But the thing was that it it made world news yeah, it did. because it was a starship that showed up to witness the opening of the Olympics uh, on the very opening uh, day in the morning. But, uh, you know, they have the ceremonies later on. But um, I just wanted to say that that picture is she took this picture it was i think it was at dawn i'm not sure if that was dusk or dawn but it's so so very clear so i'm just saying that in order to comprehend what that is uh and understand that we have friends and neighbors uh contacting our higher self in a very clear way and understanding those kinds of meaningfulness uh can be grasped at a greater in a greater way so thank you Omina and who wants to go next well um you know Tara I was going to say that I think that one of the things that made that ship sighting so remarkable is that Victoria was told ahead of time that that ship would appear and she was talking to reporters about it from what I can recall, that's in her film. And I can't remember the title of it at the minute. I actually have a copy of it somewhere, but um, it's pretty remarkable. Um, if anyone wants to go to Victoria's website, um, it's a remarkable film and it shows her being interviewed. And I think that she predicted that she was told that that ship was going to appear. 
over that Olympic Stadium. It's kind of hard to believe that was at least 30 years ago. And right. I wonder how many more decades are going to fly by before we get full disclosure. <laughs> I get a little, a little fed up some days. And yet, you know, people will talk about this and they're not entirely joking. Whereas when I was a little kid ages ago, um, it was more a subject for um, derision and just general sort of uh, rolling eyes and that sort of thing. And, oh, you're the type to wear a tinfoil hat. And they still try to do that in mainstream media, but it doesn't really work anymore. And people are so much absorbing these lovely sci-fi films that show advanced space travel and shows TV shows that show um, representations anyway of different ET races and cultures and languages and traditions and customs. And um, it's, uh, I, I feel there's a whole other agenda going on under the surface that we don't really think about. We look at what's happening overtly and we react to that, but there's so much happening quietly and it's not just life changing, it's earth shifting. And I'm very, very thankful for that. And I'm speaking of very positive things. Um, But I, I feel that the energies have calmed down a bit, but are still very high. I was feeling kind of exhausted for a few days earlier in the week. And then yesterday and today felt um, a little less anesthetized, (laughs) a little more, um, a little more copacetic. So I'm glad for that, but it's pretty powerful. And yet there's a lift to them. It's not, I don't feel as if it's hitting us, hard in the sense of it's too much to adjust to, or it's sort of scrambling our thoughts, or it's demanding too much. I feel that there's something very beautiful and empowering and enabling in a good way coming through with these energies. And we were told, you know, that would happen. So I guess we've got the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction coming up on April 12th, and that will be quite momentous and all the way into May. Um, if we remember, you know, our Vedic astrologer friend, uh, John Fife, telling us when he was <clears throat> a guest on the show, it's just going to be this beautiful, uh, like a ocean wave rolling forward and reaching the shore. And we can welcome it. We don't have to resist it. It will mean more self-care sometimes. It will mean more rest, more water, quiet time. And... Um, I find it almost a little bit difficult to set aside quiet time when my mind is just so full, so chattery and full of response to what's going on in the world and and especially energetically. Um, But it's really crucial right now that we not get too wound up and that we stay grounded. Time in nature, as they say. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, Wonderful. I'll pass that talking stick, uh, except I wanted to say to Omina, that was such a brilliant meditation. Thank you so much. And when you said that our higher self was putting a hand on on our head, I actually felt something. I felt my hair move. And that always kind of astounds me, even though I felt it before. Oh, (laughs) that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. I was sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was your higher self, no doubt. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend. So I'll pass the talking stick back to Ramantara. Thank you. Thank you, Caroline. And um, 
you know, like seeing a picture of starships like that. I mean, it's been happening forever. Yet we're seeing and we're getting to see more and more and more. And it's being published, you know, so that um, the people in the world are not unfamiliar, you know. Yes. Much more is happening like that. And I was going to say that uh, Tom the Ringtail Cat told Rama today that they're higher than ever today. Yet what I think, Caroline, that it has to do with where it feels like it's not that intense right now is that we have become adapted to these higher energies and they're very good, positive and higher energies. So we've been able to take them in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what's going on. So even though the energies are higher than they've ever been today than ever before, because we've taken them in and we've started to feel that sense of goodness and calmness and peacefulness, uh, that's a good thing. And yes, um, so uh, that's all the reason to send more of that loving presence to those who have chosen to go in the wrong direction, you might say, uh, a bit of uh, attachment to money and power and, you know, avarice and things like that. Uh, love is always so much more nurturing. That takes, takes a decision to go through and take a look. And again, as, as we were in our meditation today with Omina, getting more familiar with our true selves, it's, it's such a joy. So I am going to pass this talking stick to uh, Micah. Greetings and greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Um, Well, uh, my message today is of spring is in the air. I woke up this morning and I had a really clear message that it's time for spring cleaning. That includes cleaning the house within and out. Um, So I ran down and uh, drove down and got into the sauna today. Had a really good sweat. Uh, I'm going to probably start doing some cleanses for the springtime. <clears throat> you know, uh, I feel like that's uh, one of the best things that we can do for ourselves right now is self-care. You know, that there's so much going on out there. Unplug from the matrix. Unplug from your phones and your TVs and get out in nature uh, as far away from the the buzzing and the noise and all of the city whatever it is if you even if you gotta you know uh get in your car and drive for a little bit just to get away from it all um i feel like that's some some of the best things that we can do which will in turn when we help ourselves we help everyone so that is my uh my message for today and i pass the talk Okay, 
Now you gave us all homework, Mike, I think. <laughs> okay. I agree, by the way. Um, um, yes, inside and out. Um, and um, Captain Randy, do I see you somewhere here? I'm hiding in the trees with my fairy. He's eating <laughs> oh. all the chocolate. Oh, so. dear. Good. You've been, he's well fed, I understand here. Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, here. I put a couple of pieces out for her today, and I'm going to go check a couple of days. I know she'll find it. So I've been putting out sunflower seeds for my squirrel, and he's, well, a couple of days he's just squirreled it all away. <laughs> so this is the thing, guys. This is how you interact with nature, you know. You know, and when I go out there and I call them, I said, "Come on, Jack. Here's your food," and just back off a little bit. And a few minutes later, they'll come. They know. They hear. They hear you. They understand what you're doing. We have to realize that these energies we're adjusting to them twenty four seven, even when we sleep. The energy doesn't stop. Coming because it's nighttime or daytime. It's 24-7. Our bodies are adjusting all the time. Listen to your body. If your body says drink water, drink water. If your body says eat food, eat food. If your body also says don't eat, don't eat. Don't cause your body more trauma. But because just because it's 7 o'clock and everybody else is eating, you should eat. Your body knows what it wants when it wants it. I have never, ever seen a clock on any animal. The dog says, oh, yep, it's 8.30. I got to have a bone. Oh, it's 10.30. I got to have a piece of meat. No, we got to go back to following the rules of nature. And the biggest rule of nature is there is no time. Excuse me for a minute. Thank you, Randy. Okay, now. And Zoom, you're not going to get a camera. You're looking for one. I'm sorry, I don't have one. <laughs> we also have to realize that our animals that are with us are always giving us messages. We just have to know how they talk to us. They may look at us different. Cats may use one paw or the other paw. To touch you. My male, one paw means I want attention. The other paw means there's no food in my dish, even though it's half full. You know what cats are like. So, mother, the barbecue is empty. We have to fill it up. And the sooner, the better. Because what's happening, like everyone said, there's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. In Ontario, they're trying to pass a bill that says if you protest in any shape or form, we can seize your bank account, we can seize your car, and we can seize your home. No recourse, nothing at all. No hearing, no trial, new due process. 
It, this is all under their current emergency powers. So, folks, realize this stuff's going on all the time. And how do we stop these guys? We don't go hate them because that fuels the fire. That's what they want. That's what they live on. They live on the louche. Don't give them any louche. Send them love. They can't stand it. And that's fine. Because without them, we wouldn't be where we are now. They're performing their duty. Even though some of it is a soulless duty, it is a duty. It's what they signed on for. But some of them will pay the ultimate price, which means to be on a barbecue with some barbecue sauce. And they know it. That's why they're not giving up. So I'm going to pass the talking stick back to Tara and Rama. Rama, you got a comment on that comment? <laughs> oh, I sure hope that barbecue sauce has some smoky flavor. <laughs> well, no. I, I, that can be arranged. <laughs> uh, Randy, um, uh, is the nature of the parliament up there a possibility that they could get something like that passed? Well, that I just got that message like a few minutes ago, so I don't know yet. Well, they're I trying mean, to they're trying to pass it, but you have to realize that that it's all about they're all trying to cover their acts because it was found out that something was said, and it's totally untrue, and it's opening up court cases and all sorts of stuff. So they're trying to cover their tracks. I think that's all. There's not you know. There's just. There's so much chatter right now that you, it takes, sometimes it takes a few hours to sift through it and see, okay, is this real or is it not? And then what I always do, any piece of information I get, I go back, I use three or four different search engines and see what the search engines can find. If every one of the search engines finds something, now you have, have a legitimate story. And this is what good journalism is about. Yeah. Not just going with one source. Ask all the sources. Mm-hmm. See, As Rama goes up the mountain and he has a Jedi council, there's always more than one person. Always. Yes. That's true. Then there's collaboration. Then everyone agrees. Right now, the shats on my house are going absolutely bonkers all day. Usually it's for a little bit, but it's all day running around. What's going on? What's out there? Oh, my God, there's a crow. There's a raven. Oh, let's go. What's going on? So nature is waking things up. And as Micah said, it's spring cleaning. But to clean everything, let's clean the energies up as well. And if you if you can't sleep, don't worry about it. Sleep when you want to sleep. Because these cosmic energies, I'm very susceptible to these solar flares and moons and all this stuff. Some nights I just don't sleep. I just best to stay up and, and fall asleep when you, you fall asleep. Go ahead, Tara. Well, I was just going to say that uh, when you said that about that a possibility of a law that you just learned about just a few minutes before you spoke, um, I heard, you know, that the Constitution of the United States is the only one that's a truly spiritual document. And 
it would be totally against the law to even put something like that before Congress to pass. It would not be even considered. But see, you're not in the United States, <laughs> you're in Canada. And that means you're under the British crown. And uh, I guess there's different rules. And I'm not, ex I mean, I lived in Canada for four and a half years in Vancouver, which is really the most liberal, open-minded, you know, province in, uh, anyway. And, 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 and that city is very progressive. And internationally, there's every race, color, creed that you can think up and then some you don't know that even existed, that lived there. So it wasn't something that was unfamiliar to being in the United States. Yet uh, now this is, this is pretty scary, you know, I mean, land of the free, home of the brave, right? Uh, yet uh, I don't know how well you know, you know, the Canadian court system or the laws or the parliament or anything, but I just know that being under the auspices of a monarchy has its uh, has a situation there that I'm not quite familiar with. Do you have something you want to share with that so I could know a little better? Well, the here's a headline. I, it's a really long article. I don't have time to read it right now. But Truckers were right. Freedom convoy protest was legal. Judge says in Ottawa is now being sued. Keith Wilson noted that the missive charges against his client will not be successful. They counseled truckers to move in in order to comply with police demands not to block emergency lanes. The Wilson is also a lawyer for former Newfoundland Premier Brian Peckford, who is suing the federal government for breaching the Charter of Rights by preventing unvaccinated people from leaving the country or getting on a bus, train, or ship. I'll send this to Penny. Holy macaroni, that was a mouthful, Randy. Yeah. No, he, you, no, you're not you're not done yet. Here, here's the next one. Okay. I gotta I gotta I gotta check this one out because it's just a Trudeau recently sold the MRNA patents to China. Five hundred million US dollars. Trudeau may have won the lottery. Chinese firm buys Canada mRNA COVID vaccine tech in $500 million deal. Total deal, hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars in cash. He sold it to vaccine patents, the licensed patents for China for $500 million. Mm. He is, was Trudeau, the actual owner of the company. So Trudeau made the $500 million. Canada's province therapeutics holding, UB, University of British Columbia, a.k.a. University of British Columbia, patent issued in Trudeau's name. He is the holding company. But he also licensed this technology to Moderna and Pfizer, Monopoly Canada only, but also to the entire world. 
a deal exceeding a hundred billion U.S. dollars. So, oh, so who gets the hundred billion? Him, because it was his company. Wow. Yeah. So Not we'll have to wait. That's true, Randy. He did own that. Yeah. That's from past. That's just from past stuff I've read. So yeah, but yeah, you're right. We can check it again. Um. So how how this is? Uh, I guess this is uh, talk about evil. I Different mean, shades of evil. Yes, and then you realize that mother has to have something to start the barbecue with. So when she takes all these guys' picks up. She pick up all her useless paper money, and then well, you won't have, you'll have fire starter. That's right. I passed the talking stick. Oh my god! So, and as Vanayak said, Hawaii's under the British crown as well. Hawaii? How is that? Oh, the whole U.S. is. They oh, call it the yeah. big company. Right. Oh, yes. Right. Caroline. The East India. Company. We still don't have a country. That's the deal. We still yeah. just corporations. Yeah. Yes. I mean, in a sense, it's it's really the East India Opium com- Company. But anyway, yeah, right now you're on the money. Dude. Correct. That's how they made their money. The British Empire, not the East India Tea Company. Well. <laughs> That too, but it was opium yeah. that really enriched them in the 1800s horribly and just handicapped the Chinese people yeah. beyond belief. Yeah. See, what we're doing now is we're, you know, the, the face of the ugliness is coming out so much. I mean, Penny sent this. Where are those two pieces? Uh, this is one. Where's the other one? Um, I'm not sure where it went. Uh, it's uh, like there's an article here, and it says, "Surviving among ruins, life in a Donbas city." Ukraine says no, no longer exists, and this is important. The Russian soldiers are not controlled by Putin. Just like our U.S. military is not controlled by the president. It's because uh, that would always be if they were telling the truth. But it's the oligarchs that control the presidential seats of these countries that is orchestrating this whole story around Ukraine. So the oligarchs of Russia are being, quote unquote, sanctioned uh, by the United States, which means that these oligarchs are getting their assets frozen. And today on Amy, they mentioned that the two daughters of Putin got their assets frozen. The thing that's going on is that's what we are 
going back to now is we're going back to our true higher selves. And even the media that appears to be controlled, I listen very carefully because the spirit of the person who's reporting comes out. It just does. It comes out one way or another. And you listen for that subtle spirit. And you hear that message that, you know, they feel something that they may or may not be able to say, but that you and I can feel that they feel when they're saying it. And that's that much important right now, the nuances. And then to send more love, you know, uh, for the highest good of all concern to happen here and here and here and everywhere. So the ability for them to challenge us, like what you just said, Randy, is just brazen as all get out. Yet I have faith that the people have woken up sufficiently to say, I don't think so. And mother's got this one of them in the ultimate of the story, right? Yes. And there was this other article that Rama uh, uh, Penny sent uh, that uh, I, Rama was showing me. Uh, and it was about these women from these families. The Kardashians and... You want to say something about that? Yeah. I don't know much about that because I don't watch regular mainstream TV at all. Yet, what this article is talking about is how they are high level Satanists who are connected with the cults who play with the stories that are out there that have to do with. The drama going on, talking about the um, Pizzagate, need I say any more? Because everybody knows what those words mean. And, well, the media denies that Pizzagate's anything, you know. Yeah, and this is deeper than I can say, because um, lately... Most of the folks I talk with have horns and hooves and fur and feathers and wings. And uh, it is quite wild to watch what's going on because we are moving into the higher realms. And at the same time, everything the abominations of desolation are getting laid out in lavender and crystallized, polarized for people to see. And it is so blatant that when you're as rich as Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and you don't give a flying you-know-what to help the people on this planet or the different countries that are in a situation that tips the scale, like Greg Braden talks about, climate disruption, consciousness, and conflict. And as you use your money 
and your power and your esteem to push more of this old world agenda, the energies are going to come to bite you in the butt. And that's what I'm just, all these stories about these Iranian mafia, the Armenian mafia, the Russian mafia, the Jewish mafia, it's all part of how this entire story gets exposed that goes back 13,000 years that has to do with the Nephilim and the break from the Elohai to the Elohim that fell and interwoven in all of that are the ET stories that they've conveniently taken out of the picture. And I'm here to say all these folks, all the nine realms and then some are here to let us know the stories and legends are real and these beings are interacting with us right now. And they're saying, focus on compassion and divine love for the most heinous of life forms like these Kardashian women where this article is describing that they are cannibals to make it lightly and we don't need to go any further yet and they especially cannibalize children yeah and especially little boys and these people are supposedly connected with putin and i don't know who put the article out actually yet the folks that write these articles as well that are trying to expose this stuff, it, it gets, um, it gets wild because. Well, it doesn't say they're connected with Putin. It says they're connected with the Russian mafia. Yeah. And that's something that's needing to be distinguished yet. You know, like, um, I'll just say that each individual that sits in a chair, the presidential chair, have to contend with how they're going to deal with the oligarchs that control that chair. Yeah. And well, I just want to jump in quickly here to ask Rama before he gives his uh, White Knight report for the week. I'm just wondering what he makes of these energies. Um, and do you feel that what we're experiencing right now, Rama, is mainly the sun? Do you feel it's the astrological uh, configurations, this conjunction coming up? What What do you think? Uh, I, I've been experiencing all of it in the sense every day. Like I say, I go out and talk to the folks with the horns and the hooves and the feathers rather than the humans because of the fiascos going on in the cities and people's crystallized, polarized energies that I don't really want to get into. And the sun is, I, every day I am just seeing these pulses of light waves going out across the galaxy as I tune in I can literally just see it move across the galaxy this is lifting everything up 
it is also exacerbating the dark. So much so that all these stories are coming out now that can't be hidden anymore of how uh, twisted life in this so-called 3D realm has gotten that we need to send more love to unless we're going to make it. I hope that answers the question. Very helpful. Thank you. Yes. So I guess, well, I know that. Uh, Yes. So Mina. Well, you know, I'm sitting here having a chat with higher beings. And I was just wondering if anybody on the panel, does anybody know who Lord Cromwell is? I've heard that name, Lord Cromwell. I probably know better than most anybody here. I've heard mixed stories about him, madam, and I'm not sure I want to go there. (laughs) What did you hear? That he's connected with all these folks that we're talking about that are not so nice. Lord Cromwell. Uh, Oliver Cromwell was a leader uh, of rebellious folks in England at one point, and I don't remember the, the time frames. Yeah, yeah the English Civil War, but I don't think, Omina, were you talking about the historical Oliver Cromwell or a current one? I'll have to unmute, unmute honey. I'm talking about the historical Cromwell. Ah, okay. Yeah, English Civil War. Who was a very violent leader. It was not a good moment. Yeah. Well, I'm just asking if any of you know who he is now. No. No. Well, I do. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, my question really is, when I was told who he is now, and I was thinking, gee, I wonder if I can go in there and do a meditation with that person, whether it's Cromwell or the person he is now, who's also who's also in a leadership position, and where there hasn't been really any change in the personality with their love for power and cruelty. So, and maybe maybe the message I have is that all of us start sending a lot of light and a lot of love. You can send it to Lord Cromwell because it'll get to the person it's supposed to get to in this lifetime. Yeah. Because they're on a very destructive hunger for power and world control. And we can't allow that to happen. I agree. Okay. So probably the message that I'm supposed to give everyone then would be, I don't have to name who it is now because you'll find out in your own time. But just to send out that healing energy and to put out that wall of light to transmute all that negative energy and put that big wall of negative energy back out into the universe and allow it to be transformed. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while, but it is possible. It can happen. I know it can. It's happened before. It will happen again so that someone think about it. When Lord Cromwell was alive a couple of centuries ago, I think it was around the 16th, 17th century, I think he came up with a lot of the penal laws. The 
limited because of where he was. Now there are no limits because of what's available in today's world can be a zillion times more destructive than it was when he rode around on his horse and did what he did mm-hmm. in, in that time. So it's our energy has to be a lot stronger. It has to be a lot clearer. It has to be a lot purer. It has to be a lot more forceful. If we want, if we want peace on the earth and allow other people to grow and love and do the things that they want to do. So just keep that in mind. And I pass the talk. Thank you, Amina. You're welcome. Okay. Um, let's finish this circle a little bit here. Uh, Benayak, are you able to share a little bit? Just checking. No, he's sitting this one out. No worries. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I didn't realize. Okay. Well, then I think we've got Penny here on the board here. Penny? Hi. Yes, thanks, Tara. Um, I'm going to uh, keep my powder dry, as it were, and uh, use it when I introduce the music because I'm, uh, I've instituted a small shift in how uh, the end of the program is going to happen. I want to introduce the music and then have Dawn play what I've chosen. But you need to hear the intro first. So I'll wait till then. Okay, Penny. Um... Just um, see if you can adjust your uh, sound because <clears throat> it comes in really, really loud, and I think it would oh, be better. Shit. How's that, Tara? A little bit lower. How's that? A little bit lower. Okay, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. Remo- you know, uh, moving the the volume back on my uh, speaker thing here, so. Yeah, just a little bit. Is back. it better now? Back a little bit more. Still very, very loud. Are you there? There, that's better. That's better. Thank you. That's really good. Can you hear me? Oh, very well. I mean, oh. yeah. It, not- is the volume too loud now is what I want to say. It just, you know, keep it at the lowest end that you just chose because it's been better. Yeah. Okay. Well, if it's if it's okay here, I won't touch it. Okay. What do you think, Caroline? Yeah, it's still too loud. Too loud. <laughs> okay. I'm back it up. Some more. Some more. Penny. Some the blast listeners. But I'm okay. <laughs> I I know I know how to fix it. I'll fix it in the interim. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you, Penny. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing Rama's report. <laughs> All right, Rama. Here you go. Okay. This starts on. Friday with His Holiness the Dalai Lama. The fact that inner peace is the principal characteristic of happiness explains the paradox that while we can all think of people who remain dissatisfied despite having every material advantage, there are others who remain happy despite the most difficult circumstances. And this is Friday. I received a call from Rosa from Palestine at 12.30 early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, I am in Gaza 
And here the IDF continues to kill Palestinian people indiscriminately, including children. Please place all of this in the circle of support. The story about Ukraine is a huge story. Ukraine has always been part of Mother Russia. There's a vast network of underground tunnels that go under all of Ukraine, and from there, they connect to the inner earth tunnels that go all around Mother Gaia. Also, there are many portals in these underground tunnels under Ukraine that connect to the inner earth cities of life in the Agartha network. And these same portals connect to other planets and star systems of our Milky Way galaxy as well. The dark side is at their end. Pay no attention to the talking puppets of the deep state, the mainstream media. Russia is not the enemy. The United States deep state is. Got a segment knows what to do. Satnam Namaste blaze the violet fire. Omadne Padmi Hum. And this is Saturday. All I heard was David Barsimian uh, talking with Zuby Wilson, an old hippie DJ in Santa Fe, who stands on the corner of Cerritos and St. Francis and has a sign up that says, Stop the War in Ukraine. They were talking about how this is not Putin or Russia. It is about the United States and its deep state who are broke and need money. So what a better, what a way to get money and starting a war and blaming it on Putin and taking United States United States tax dollars, pocketing some and spending the rest on killing humans for profit. Put it all in the circle of support and blaze the violet fire. Satnam Namaste. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Aloha. And this is Monday. I went and sat in the plasma field today. It was 12.10 p.m. this afternoon. The plasma field showed me the sun and how it is sending out these pulses of light waves across the solar system to supergalactic center. Another way to say this is this is culminating with the solar flash that goes all the way to galactic center. This is happening now. The media on planet Earth are compromised. Stay in your high heart as we approach Resurrection Day. Focus on sending peace and love to all the troubled places on the planet. We are in our final moments. Satnam Namaste, Blaze the Violet Fire. This is Monday, His Holiness. That the air we breathe, the water we drink, the forests and oceans, which sustain countless life forms, and the climatic patterns that govern our weather systems, all transcend national boundaries, is a source of hope. 
No country can afford not to take action on this context. This is what Greg Braden, climate disruption, consciousness, and conflict. So we can calm our emotions. The elements will calm down. All five elements and all the beings. This is Tuesday. I received a text message from Lady Master Nod at 11.35 a.m. late this morning. She said to me, Lord Rama, Sergei Lavrov is right. This is all a staged event in Ukraine. Deep state actors are pushing this abomination of desolation as far as it can go, i.e. dead bodies waving waving arms at passing vehicles. All the portals are open. Our galactic brothers and sisters are here. The dark side is over. Russia's not the enemy. The empire called Uncle Sam is the enemy. Mother is here. She knows what to do. Place the fire, namaste. This is Wednesday. We are at the end of this great cycle, along with the whole of heaven. The time is now to stop all war. We are moving into a period where we are going to see our son, Saul, transform and transfigure into the higher octave of Helios and Vesta, meaning the sun behind the sun. And thus Helios and Vesta take up their new post, merged with Alcyone, the great central sun. With all of this cosmic energy going on, stay in the high heart. The fifth dimension is here. Use the force. You will see me. This is Mother Goddess speaking. Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is today. I went to the top of the mountain today, and then I went higher to a special portal where the climate is much warmer than the area around it. There the snowflake beings showed up, and almost simultaneously, Tom, the ringtail cat, called me on my cell phone. They all said to me, Lord Rama, this is the most intense energies ever. Our sun saw is continuously pulsing light waves across the galaxy. The oligarchs with their empires are made of sand, and they continue to crumble. As we approach April 12th, Jupiter conjuncts Neptune, which is a once-in-a-lifetime conjunction. This is big. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and opportunity. Neptune is the planet of intuition and dreams. Jupiter and Neptune align on a regular basis every 12 years. Yet this year, Jupiter and Neptune conjunct together in Pisces. And the last time they aligned in Pisces was 165 years ago. 
there's a few folks that are on the planet that remember this. I haven't talked to them, but there are people that are that old and older. With this conjunction, Tom the Cat said, we will all be tested to stay in our high heart and send love and compassion to all the troubled souls who are choosing money, power, control, war, and destruction over love, truth, peace, freedom, justice, and beauty for all it can be. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, namaste, blaze of violet fire. Indeed, there is enough money, time, love, and air to breathe for all. <laughs> I pass the talking stick. You want to say anything to that, Caroline? Well, I've had a question in general. Um, uh, you know, Penny sent us this very interesting document from the globalresearch.ca website saying that after June 30th of this year, the European Council has amended a resolution so that they no longer object to compulsory vaccination. And as of July 1st, the EU has announced legislation for mandatory EU COVID certificates. So you won't have freedoms if you don't have a QR COVID certificate that QR code uh, in the EU. And I have friends over there. And of course, then the rest of us wonder what's going to become of all the other, you know, countries. Is this going to flow forward? And I'm wondering, have you talked to Tom about this or any of your contacts, Rama? Because they seem to sound very positive that even though things feel tenuous, we're definitely moving forward. But they want to, you know, to digital ID everybody on the planet, basically. And they want to send all, put all money into a digital system so there's no cash. And, of course, from there, it's a matter of social credits as to whether you're allowed to use what you have in your account or not. And I'm just wondering if any of your people have commented on it, uh, Rama. What I could say about that is... This is part of those stories that are connected with the 2030 agenda and total world domination by the dark side of how they want to create their AI army of transhumanists where, you know, that uh, they know everything about us to our single cells. And at the same time, the technologies that they're using uh, can't withstand the frequencies in light that are coming in from pure source. And so even though they are creating this stuff, it will be neutralized because the electronics won't, uh, they won't jive with the old energies you know the new energies coming in will cancel it out that's what i could say that i have been told from my contacts and in a sense what i know about this is they are desperately trying to shut folks like us up and others and um they can't shut us all 
up. There are too many of us. And actually, they are part of us, too. And as more of us wake up to the light coming in, um, it's going to be a real interesting dance. Because ultimately, it's like, uh, the only way I know how to describe it is, it's like when Neo put his hand out in the Matrix and the bullets fell on the floor. And mm-hmm. I can't describe it any other way. What made me think of that, too, was uh, Michael was saying house cleaning inside and out. And Caroline, you said this some weeks ago on the show that, you know, those razor sharp uh, carbon. Uh, the nanites that are the razor blades. That and- they put in the vaccine. Yeah. You said that the collective told you that there would be something come about where all of that will be transmuted, even though that right now they're saying there's no cure for it. Correct. And I'm still getting that message that it is being transmuted even as we speak. And those who have decided to remain on the planet are doing so. And those who have decided to move on are moving on either because of those injuries or other reasons, other illnesses, accidents, etc., um, but I, I, um, you know, I don't make myself out to be a great psychic, but I have had images of what the time we're in now, I think I've said this before, since I was a kid and, um, what they planned was a mass desolation. Uh, you know, there should only be maybe eight, 10% of us still alive. And, but that's not happening. And it's because of this ongoing energetic intervention and it's true, we don't see mass landings yet. We don't see angels walking amongst us that we know no. of. They are, but um, they are, we don't really notice them as being angels. However, they are here. These presences are here. They are keeping us alive because we've all been affected. Yeah. They put nanoparticles in every tiny thing they can find. Food, air, water, you know. Um, it's just that people who took the jab got, get, uh, got a highly concentrated form of it. But these people are being kept alive at at least long enough that they will be fully cured. Many, 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 I'm not saying all, but many of them. Um, when there are mass landings and when we are in touch with our mentors and, you know, post Nassara. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't pretend to, to know, to call the shots, but I know that we are receiving tremendous help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I interject Tara here too? Cause I want to pick up on Caroline's idea about the help that we're getting and that she, and she oh. mentioned one, um, she mentioned one document I sent the other, there's another one. That's uh, the one that t- t- uh, Tara referred to recent just this tonight is um, a little bit scary. And that one is about uh, called the invasion of Ukraine and, and brackets Putin's bosses Right. And all of you should have received a copy of it. And uh, while it makes, um, it's not the kind of reading you to go be- to sleep with, but <laughs> I have, in working with the document and cleaning it up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I became more and more and more impressed with Putin. And when you talk about angels among us, there's one. He's as, um, he was made immortal, as we've been told, by uh, St. Germain 500 or so years ago. And when you read that material and see how he is dancing through 
some of the um, arenas in which these really evil people operate and what they what those people do uh, to make their money. And he's moving through them all and working to with the Andromedans. He is an amazing, amazing, amazing man. He really is. And he it, he's just there and under the surface he's working. And one of these days he's going to burst forth. And we have to keep remembering that too. The same as she, of course, and Obama. But he is under such vilification and mudslinging at him these days. It's I don't even know how he can get up in the morning and, and look at it all. But uh, he is. And I just want to bring out how much my respect for him has grown just since working with this in with this information this 30 page document and the people he has to deal with and move smoothly between them and get stuff done it's just amazing just amazing so uh, i just yeah i think that's a beautiful point penny i'm sorry to break <laughs> um i think it's a beautiful point and also I'm thinking of all the people we don't know the names and faces of who are working in higher government. I got reminded of that again today as I was talking to the collective and being unhappy about how few things are going on the planet. And they just, you know, gave me an image of these unseen workers. Some of them um, are in the etheric. A lot of them are in bodies and they're doing astounding work. And we don't see that. We don't hear about it. We don't see them. Media doesn't have a chance to vilify them. They would if they could, but they're there and they're, they're opening doors. They're doing a lot for us. And yes, Caroline, and the other thing that what you're saying brings up to me, uh, too, is a reminder from the time when I worked in the, in the city, there were so many people who were just quietly doing things and very full of integrity and honesty. And the way that government local government is being um, well vilifies my favorite word tonight uh, the way that that is happening is people don't have any trust or belief or anything even in their local community government and so on so and the people that are do working there are are also doing amazing things it's it's and, and are being completely ignored or because you have to have we and them all the time. If they don't say anything, they get put in the them category. And uh, it's grossly yeah. unfair. And But it's the whole way we look at the world is being, has been and is being perverted by this, con- this conversation that's going on and has been going on with real intensity ever since COVID came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and the story that Randy brought up about Trudeau and, uh, Trudeau and all that <coughs> doesn't help it doesn't change anything either it doesn't support the idea that there are people that are trying to do good for the others anyway that's my rant for the night <laughs> well until later no well said thank you penny <laughs> and i just wanted to say judge jackson made it to the supreme court today yay with fire yeah, oh, 50, 53 to 47. Oh, wow. Which means three Republicans voted for her. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. This is a big deal. Yeah, Miss Collins from Maine, she said she was going to vote for her last week. And then... Um, Murkowski? 
Yes, okay. from uh, from from Alaska, and I don't remember the third person, but Mitt Romney. Yes, Mitt Romney. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Which yeah. is a little scary because Mitt Romney is right in the middle of this story of these oligarchs that has to do with these very ancient stories that you brought up in that other epistle, Penny about the Khazarians and the different um, ancient Babylonian tribes. Mitt Romney is of the tribe of Dan. And I don't know enough about that to comment, but there were 12, 13 tribes of the Israelites. And I'll just say that it is connected with the ancient story of Samaria and um, it's a wild wild drama because the truth has to come out how this is directly connected with the ETs I pass the talking stick so I'm just I am just so grateful to be here to have this conversation every Thursday night because what we're doing is we're going into a deeper spirit of the zeitgeist, you might say. In order to resolve this, we have to uh, understand, overstand, understand who we are, number one. And then we have to come from that place of knowingness and uh and stay the course as you don't know who you are as your higher self then staying the course is kind of like forget it <laughs> under these circumstances and with this is what i think uh tom the cat was telling you that we were going to be challenged uh to the max and caroline was saying it earlier you just yeah, well, I'm just I'm still wondering when the proverbial when. Yeah, full disclosure, right? When? Uh, yeah, and the siren now. When? <laughs> yet, um, my experience over the years. I mean, we really started this before we met. All of us. I'm not yeah. just talking about Ram and I. I'm talking about all of us. <clears throat> If we decided to incarnate, we knew what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, that brings me to another story here about Julian Assange. <clears throat> um, it's, the story says Julian Assange's lawyer reveals new information on what is happening to him in prison and it's shocking uh and the co-founder of wikileaks julian assange is to remain in prison even after his term ends due to his quote history of absconding unquote what the heck is that <laughs> and i don't know if you know more about the uh british uh, uh language uh, in terms of this legal language or anything, Omina, but if you do, please speak up. They're 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 accusing 
uh, Assange of having absconded with company funds? Absconding um, from what or where? Uh, let's see. As reported by a judge, he is crumbling psychologically and physically, as Chris Hedges reports. Um, um, uh, in other words, the judge reported that he 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 is to remain in prison even after his term ends due to his quote unquote history of absconding. So let me just read a little further. It's not much, but I, I think that'll clarify that state that question. Hedges attended Julian Assange's wedding with to his partner Sheila Morris, Stella Morris, excuse me, at London's Belmarsh prison. Assange has been behind bars for nearly three years, awaiting possible extradition to the United States in espionage charges for publishing documents revealing war crimes committed in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hedges says Assange exposed the most important, quote unquote, most important information of this generation, along with NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden. Absolutely. He was supposed to be released on September 22nd, 2019, after serving his sentence for breaching bail conditions. The magistrate's court in Westminster believed that he would abscond again on substantial grounds. I'm assuming that when they say abscond, that he finds documents that are supposed to be classified and he says it to the whole world. That's what I think they mean by that. Yeah, yeah he's stealing them. Yeah. If, but, he, if he absconded means, with them, it means that he took them and he wasn't supposed to. It means stealing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, can you just, um, you know, encapsulate what's said in the article, uh, Tara, rather than reading it? That would be helpful. Well, I was just going to say that that basically that's the gist of it is that he's not going to get out of prison, even though there's no reason to keep him in there. And based on this quote unquote so-called past uh, behavior called absconding, stealing things <laughs> and telling the world about it. They might be keeping him in prison for his own safety. Well, I know that they've been torturing him in prison, so that's not safety. Well, I don't know what they've been doing with him in prison, but there's a reason why they're keeping him in there. Either that he knows too many secrets. Would absconding have anything to do with meaning taking off, running away? Yeah. No, it usually implies in British, in British, um, you know, it's an old word that a lot of the British use. But it means in a lawful way, it means that they're stealing. They've stolen. They oh. ran away with it. They've stolen and took it with them. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is that... Against um, the law. What's the name of that other person that was in the military that got out? Yeah, uh, Jill. Uh, mm. She became a girl. Uh. Yeah, uh, Chelsea Manning. Yes, Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning. Uh, she really was the, if you want to use the term esconder, it was her. Uh, when she was in the military, she noticed some documents when, he, when she was in the military and she passed them on to Julian. 
and Julian reported it. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, can I interject? I just looked this up in uh, po- my pocket Oxford Dictionary, and they say that abscondist go away secretly or fly from the law. And that's the meaning that I've been taking from it. Not that I looked this up before. I just looked it up now because of the discussion. He would, he would escape. And how well, does that apply if he's done with his sentence? That's just bizarre. Well, I tell you what's going on. There's a guy called Pat King, who was one of the leaders of the trucker uh, thing. And the trucker, the convoy. And uh, they let him out of jail in Ontario. Uh, like, and he lives here in uh, Alberta. They let him out of jail. And the minute he put his foot out of the door, they rearrested him on another charge. They'd just been waiting for him. They didn't serve. He didn't serve a sentence for all the charges. They're going to do it two of one at the time. So, you know, they could be doing that with him. If they let him out, they could re- they could re- rearrest him, too. That would be the dirtiest trick in the book. But yeah. anyway, I just tossed that in because I just remembered it. Oh. I'm not quite sure what's the outcome of this, but I'm just going to say what I think. I think that the British crown doesn't want him anywhere near the public ever again. And it'd be just fine with them if he dies in prison. And that's why they're torturing him too. They are torturing him on an ongoing basis for all three years he's been in there. And they've made him a little bit screwy, you might say. And he's been wanting to kill himself while he's been in there for a long time. I mean, that's how bad they're torturing him. So that's going on. And he does, I mean, he does know too much because he knows from those documents. And Chelsea Manning knows too. And Edward Snowden Snowden. knows too. And that's interesting. Ed Snowden is still living in Moscow. That's right. Compliments of Putin. Yeah. I mean, this story is way huger than I even know how to begin to talk about. (laughs) And this story with Ukraine is the epitome of lying. I mean, the entire Western media is saying something that it's just the opposite of what's going on there. And not to change the subject, I was listening to Native America calling today. They have it on every day from 11 to 12 on NPR. And they were discussing how... Uh, Mr. Francis, I don't want to call him the Pope, that he was, you know, trying to say he was sorry to all the Canadians, Indigenous people and the American Indigenous people who were killed or disappeared and their bodies were found in the schools that the churches used to run. And the people that were calling in on Native America calling was saying it's too little, too late for the Vatican to say, I'm sorry, there needs to be some kind of reparations. And one person called up and said that Mr. Francis is guilty of the same crimes down in South America. And that never gets discussed. Wow. 
Yeah. And it's like... Say that last thing again. What did you say? Somebody called up Native America calling today and said, Mr. Francis is guilty of the same crimes down in South America that, you know, he's trying to wash his hands of from the church. Which are the what? What crimes are those? Raping, murdering, killing children. and Child trafficker. Child trafficker, Mr. Francis is a is one of these characters with this, you know, mafia story, Mm -hmm. and um, and he was absolving the leadership down there, and they say, "Go, your your sins are forgiven. Now go kill some more." Right, that's what he was doing there. And the people in the Canadian people that were calling up Native America were. They were saying, I don't think so. I think it's time for the Vatican to go because this is not the true teachings that the great white Pahana taught or the master named Deganawida. They brought that name up today, too. I pass it on. What can we say? Uh, The lawyer, Julian Assange's lawyer said this, he has been living isolated for 12 years without any rights. What was the crime? Publishing truthful information. The United States committed war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan, and it is the duty of the whole international community to prosecute those crimes. The journalist that published those war crimes is in jail and the people who committed those crimes are not even under investigation this was absolutely crazy as as stated by altar martinez his lawyer julian assange has asked for asylum from the ecuadorian embassy in 2012 and ecuador dropped the news on the united states and asked if there were any criminal actions against Julian. The United States did not give a straightforward answer. When Ecuador inquired to Australia if they would provide any diplomatic protection to its citizen, they simply denied it, according to... This is atrocious. Altar. Altair. They denied it and added that It was a domestic matter for the UK. Julian Assange did not receive any help from the consulate, nor did he have a passport, as his own had expired. That's the end of the story. So, again, what I think is true is that they have no intention of ever letting him go. And the only thing they would do is extradite him to the United States and put him in a prison here. Uh, so this is time for our friends from the stars to step in. Yes, absolutely, it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering if we can go back to Rama's report for a moment. Um, when one of your people, I guess it was was it um, Rosa from Palestine, was saying that there's a vast network under Ukraine that a network of tunnels is it? They yeah. connect to Russia, yes. Yes. 
all right, they connect to Russia and from there to inner earth and those tunnels go all around the planet. And then there are underground portals also under Ukraine or under Russia, she was talking about. Under under Ukraine as well as Russia. Wow. Um, so that doesn't feel like a coincidence to me. Is there a connection between that and all this madness we're seeing with this... I can't call it invasion, but anyway, all this disruption. Go ahead. I don't think it's a coincidence that these things are all happening. I think it has to do with the orchestration of, you might say, the celestials, the ones that are in charge here, the spiritual hierarchy as... Patty Coda Robles calls them, are orchestrating this. And it is about this time that we're moving into that's been talked about that um, the dark takes a back seat. And we have Sat Yuga, 100,000 years of peace. And we're seeing the end of the Kali Yuga right at this time as. It is all being played out right now. The fact that um, one of the biggest issues I see going on with this whole story is about the propaganda about people's colors of skin. And that is the main issue here. That if you're Anything other than white, well, there's a problem. And this is why I believe all the company of heaven is here to rectify that issue. To put it simply, I pass the talking stick. Well, how we do it is the question. Yeah. War is not the answer. No. Um, it's very complex right now. Uh, the thing that has been being suppressed, even with this story with Julian Assange. The oligarchs in this country are the ones that continue this fiasco of separating the mind from the heart, right, in this country. And, oh, um, well, see, this is the thing. The thing I, um, Cash has been talking about this, but many people have been talking about this, that you don't have to dig in the, in the earth for minerals or anything like that, that you can precipitate it immediately. You can precipitate it out of the earth from the surface. You can just use dowsing sticks and then you can precipitate it with the consciousness that you have through the earth in your hands. It's like when Rama, you went to see Sai Baba. Yeah. And Sai Baba was three blocks away from him. And it was a crowd, thousands and thousands of people. And he got, you know, within a, a radius of Rama. And he, then he started laughing and giggling. And then he put his hand way up and he started pointing towards Rama from the other end of wherever he was. And he was going, E.T. E.T. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did he say where from exactly? 
Um, I just want to break it and say we have Carlton online too. Oh. How's How are all the All Saints and All Stars? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Carlton. Welcome, brother. Good. Thank, thank you very much, Lady Master. Thank you for the discussion tonight. And the question is, back to uh, Ukraine and Russia, um, can we explore the, Kazar- the Kazarian side of this again? Because I guess the Khazars actually uh, were centralized out of uh, Ukraine, what is now Ukraine at one time, right? And um, also... Um, the other question, and so connected with that, it seems like Israel is pretty quiet during this conflict, and I'm I'm wondering how we can kind of connect those realities. All right, thanks. I can tell you this week, Israel's not been quiet. They've been systematically killing Palestinian people all along. It's days. just been receded in the news, and this has yeah. distracted the the media. Has been distracted by this. And the thing, I that's the thing is too that Russia's not doing this. The United States is doing the killing through Zelensky, and Zelensky is telling just the opposite of what's really truly going on. And then there, he he went before the UN and other places by zoom i guess (laughs) and he's demanding more and more more and more arms to kill more and more of his own people that's really what's going on but what is his army then is is he aligned with the or using the the nazi faction i would say that maybe that that could very well be using the far right extremists that are, you know, um, separating themselves out of the idea that Ukraine is separate and apart from Russia. And can uh, I interject again? Um, because one of the arguments that I've just sent you uh, recently, Tara, today. Um, one of the things that the writer points out two or three times during the course of the article is that Zelensky has caused that Azov battalion, which is the, the 100%, 120% Nazi, into the whole of the Ukrainian army. So that the fungus has spread, the poison has spread throughout the entire army now. And the writer of the article made that point several times. There, he, Zelensky can't blame it on just this one unit now in the, in the army because he's integrated them. And that came up because of the kinds of killing that was going on. And, and, the, and the people in the, in the town that had been um, marched over by the Ukrainian army, they can't tell anymore the difference between what you might have called the ordinary soldiers and these ones from the Azov battalion because they had the Azov battalion people had markers on there, you know, what do you call badges and things so that you knew who they were. And now people don't know that. They just know that uh, uh, you can't trust anyone in the Ukrainian army. So whatever that puts to this discussion, I just want you all to know that. Yeah. 
and see so it's not that and i mean it's just putin is this beast and the beast is within the empire uh uh and and empire is everywhere but the empire rulers are the oligarchs that are masterminding this and you know um Zelensky didn't get a $32 million home next to Mar-a-Lago in Florida for doing nothing or being a comedian, you know. Good point. Yes, good point. Uh, so he was uh, being fed lots and lots of money for, for this moment right now. And Mr. Paul Manafort, remember him. He's in the middle of this story. Yeah, Yovanovitch. Well. He, he, he went to work and campaign for Yovanovitch over there in Ukraine. And uh, they got him in. And then he came. At, I mean, and he was being paid lots of money. I mean, he had $66 million from doing whatever he was doing over there. And you got to know that the deep state set him up to do that. This is part of the Russian mafia stuff. Right. And so then as soon as he was complete with that part, he went to campaign for Donald Trump and he said, I'm doing it for free. Oh, well, $66 million later, free. (laughs) What we're saying is this is just, and again, as hard as this is to comprehend, they have been planning this since the forties. And I'm going to just say that they designed Trump. They took from the, sperm seed bank of Hitler and the sperm seed bank of Mussolini. They combined those sperm and implanted them in a Dutch royal princess in South Africa. And he was born in South Africa to a royal Dutch princess, which means he has no right whatsoever to run for president because you must be naturally born. But that's all been covered up. Rama found that birth certificate on the internet. It was really hard to read, but we found it. Yeah, I did. And we got a copy of it somewhere. I do. And this is like the tallest tale on what have I been smoking, right? Yeah. <laughs> but this is all reality of how long they've been planning to make a world fascist state for money, greed, power, and control over human beings uh and so we're right here where um but it, as margaret mead always has said it only takes a small group of concerned citizens to change the world and indeed it's the only thing that ever has and so here we are are we changing the world anybody got a comment <laughs> Yes, I do. I had the best phone call that I've ever received for a long time. Two nights ago, my cousin phoned from Manitoba. I had sent her a whack of information on the COVID uh, proceedings and all the rest of it. Knowing that her background is in nursing, that she didn't work at it for a long time because she ended up being a farmer's wife and raising three sons and doing all that. But she did part-time nursing and has kept it up. And she is known all, she says, she, she phoned me after receiving my parcel of paper. And she phoned me that night and we had about an hour and a half conversation. And she was so happy to receive that information because 
it integrated and put together all the things that she'd been thinking, but she had no reference points. So all I want to say is I've planted the light in southern Manitoba. So that was amazing, you know, and she doesn't think I'm nuts, crazy or off my rocker. Not at all. So that was really something. And now she's got some information to deal with some of the other people in her family, my other cousins and so on and so forth. And then she has a grandson who absolutely, she said he had COVID before it was even really defined and before there were such things as PCR tests. And he was, she said he was quite sick, but it lasted only about 10 days. And since then he has stalwartly refused to get the jab. And uh, he refuses. She said, with all the fuss that you're getting, why don't you just go and get it? And he said, no, Granny, I am not doing it. And he will not do it. And I don't know how many of his friends and uh, other second cousins he's influencing or not. But that kid is not budging. And um, I really do like to see stubbornness coming out in, certain, in the next generation. So that is, to me, is excellent news because now I have a link somewhere else. So all these years of sending stuff out and so on are finally paying off, which is the other part of the message. So I wanted to share that good news. Thank you. Oh, wonderful, Penny. Well I, done. Was, I was going to say too that um, another way of describing that type of stub stubbornness is called stubborn strength and for a good purpose. And Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and my cousin is sort of kind of like me. And uh, that's one of the reasons we get along so well. And uh, oh, she, she said, oh, she says, oh, it's over in one of the papers over on the floor. She just sat down and I said, you sound like you just inhaled them. And she said, I did. I just sat down and she'd read them all before she phoned me in a matter of five hours. <laughs> Whoa, that was good. And it is strength. Yes. It is, there is a strength in her that I've known about for a long, long time, but now she's got the words and the organization and the understanding. So the next thing I'm going to send her now is all the information that I have on Reiner Fulmach and, and, the, and the court cases and so, you know, the public uh, hearings and so on that he's conducted. That's the next batch of stuff that's going out to her. And that then, is so good, Penny, because she won't be so flipped out and everybody and their dog is flipped out right now because the evil that's coming forward is just like how are we going to handle this you know right and she's vocal <laughs> we have to fight oh, another one in the family i was going to say we fight for the talking stick <laughs> not that she knows that terminology but basically that's the story <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, Omina, I mean, I was going to say, let's have Omina. I know that she, it's her bedtime. And I just wanted to see if Omina wanted to share something before she goes to her bedtime. Well, no, I don't really. Um, it is near my bedtime. and I'm a little tired. I was traveling for the last couple of days. But some, you know, what can I say? I listen to everybody. I take it in. I see what resonates to me and what doesn't resonate to me. And we all have a job to do here on earth. And I think we're all doing it. Yep. And to remind everyone to always put it out there for the higher good. You can't go wrong with that. 
you most certainly can't go wrong. Had big conversations today with people about forgiveness. And I thought when my, when, when my turn comes to be the host, because I have such a different take on forgiveness, <laughs> that I might even share it with the audience. It's well, enlightening. In two weeks, you got the floor, Omina. Yeah. So if anybody, if anybody has anything that they would like to have discussed, please let me know. Tell people where their email to let you know is. Oh, my email? It's Omina Center 777 at gmail.com. There we go. Omina Center, C E N T E R. Yeah. 777 at, at gmail. At gmail.com. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you. You're welcome, Amina. Night, night. Good night. <laughs> All right. So, Amina. Good night, Amina. Oh, Randy, you got any closing thoughts? Uh, Carlton online too. Oh, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. we, no, we that, already we, we spoke already, with him. No worries. Yeah. Um, I'll complete with Carlton. No worries. We spoke with him. Um, yeah. What was he going to say? Oh, Penny was going to give us an intro to the music. So I'm curious about that. And going back to the start of the show, I wanted to uh, back up what Randy was saying about the cats, because I've heard cats meowing outside the window the last few nights, like they were desperately trying to tell me something. And they kept, I'm house sitting for a friend and they keep showing up in the yard and looking at me expectantly. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe they're seeing ships I'm not seeing, but anyway. <laughs> I, thought that was good uh, I, I was just going to say about your cats too, that Omina put a little note there to put a little honey in the milk. I don't know if that. Brings oh, that's up. for the fairies. Oh, that's yeah, that's for the fairies. No worries. The fairies. Yeah. They'll get the cats <laughs> mixed up with fairies. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I really enjoyed this evening with everyone. And again, Penny, you do have something to share. I know that. And if there's. Is there anybody else that wants the mica? Are you all done sharing? Are you there? Yeah, just uh, get back into nature, folks. Spring cleaning time. <laughs> Good idea. Thank you for that confirmation again, sir. We will pay attention to that. Not, not, now is the time, yes. All right, so Penny, it's yours. The talking stick, it's all well, yours. Well, Tara, you could could call Dom and uh, get him to have it set up. You know, if, if he's available, get him to set it up. Yeah, I've sent him. Okay, Donna's saying it's ready. Okay, uh, good. That's good. Okay, then, fine. Can, now I have the talking stick. Well, yes, you do. well, oh. we do have Sonia on line three now. So, Robin Tar, it's your show. It's up to you if you want to. Oh, that's so fine. That's so fine. Okay, Sonia, you're on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Here you go. Yes, yes, on. yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad I got through. Uh, I wanted to share what you had shared with me the other day when we were talking about the Kazarians and Europe and how, to me, it changed the picture of how Hitler was a Kazarian Jew 
and Mussolini was an Italian Kazarian Jew. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that to color the picture of the reality that we've been seeing about how they spread throughout Western Europe also. That's it. Good well, night, all. Other... Thank you. Okay, huh? Hop, what, Sonia, one more thing. Thank you, Sonia. The Kazarian yeah. Jews are not authentic Jews. That's really important. Right. They're not ethnically Semitic. That's right. They're, they're in the religion of Judaism. And that's how they're we just, see them. They're, just, they're identifying themselves with the religiosity of Judaism, but they're not ethnically Semitic. Right. But that's how you refer to them. So that's how we refer to them as, as to how they see each other, right? As how, how, how they see themselves. Yeah, it's just really system. important. It's really important because the ethnically submitted Jews are the Palestinians. That is right. so right 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 and so they're they're ethnically cleansing the true jews from the planet over there so what's the difference of what they believe i mean that they call themselves jews kazarian jew compared to a hebrew or palestinian uh don't they ever have a comparative religion discussion as to what is considered a kazarian jew compared to a Real Jew? I mean, what's the difference in the belief system? Well, the term Kazarian only refers to the religious belief systems of Judaism, not to ethnic, Semitic, actual Jews. But they actually so they practice the Satanism. Yes. They, so they have the same belief system? Is that it? Micah, say again what you just said. I just said that their their true religion is Satanism. They worship Baal and do the satanic. That's who's the ones behind all of these organized ritual stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as the Khazarian mafia goes, I don't think your average Jewish person going to synagogue it, it would call themselves that or would would indulge in those, you know, those dark rituals. I think it's on the higher levels. Right. Yeah. So why was it mentioned, Tara, that they were Kazarian Jew and Italian Kazarian Jew? Okay. In the case of those two individuals, mm-hmm. they were Satanists, for sure. In the case of what Caroline is saying, there is a sector too that believes in the teachings of Jesus Christ in Judaism. But in general, they don't recognize Jesus at all in Judaism. And I find that in particular of interest in terms of what it means to be a Jew. Since Jesus was a Palestinian and the Palestinians are the true Jews and the uh, Jewish people that are really only Khazarians by the Semitic uh, they're not real Jews either it's very confusing but I'm just saying that the government over there is killing Palestinians and doing it without even any reciprocity uh, what do you call that no 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 calling them on the table. 
for no reason. It is time for intervention, that's all I can say. Very quiet moment. I'm still, I'm still confused about the definition, but I'll mute up. Thank you. Okay, good. Well, the term Kazarian Judaism in, in terms of Judaism is only referring to the religious belief system. It's not returning, it's not referring to them being by DNA Jewish. And, and that brings up another thing, Penny and I were having a conversation because there's been some articles recently that are saying that Kazaria was Ukraine. But there are other articles that we spent time reading years and years ago that were saying that the uh, uh, Kazaria was the su southern part of Russia and the northern part of Kurdistan, which is geographically what those places are called now, but it was located there, which is a different place than Ukraine. So there's at least two schools of thought about that. What do you say, Ron? I would say that the story about um, Kurdistan is more accurate than the other stories. You mean southern Russia and northern Kurdistan? Yeah, Kurdistan. it is correct. Yeah. That's called the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah. Those... And that has taken from the word Caucasian, which is talking about white. I'm just saying. But that's where that's where the Khazarian uh, lineage has been said comes from. Yes. Uh, so there's more to be discussed and cussed about this than meets the eye. Because uh, Yeshu's skin color was about the color of, yeah, of, of, of Obama, the color of his skin. And uh, if we're talking about skin color and race and all of that, so Caucasus Mountains, the only white in Egypt, in the royalty of Egypt, was Queen Te. Queen Tehe was white in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Most of the people were more copper color in Egypt. But that was a very interesting piece because Queen Te was was she she was right before Nefertiti, right? Mm -hmm. So she was she was the mother of was Queen T.E. the mother of Akhenaten? Yes. You sure? I sort of remember that. Got to go look yeah, at I think so. Yes. We're just learning about history. And history has been mistaught intentionally for so long that knowing what you're talking about depends on if you've known where the lies were replacing the truths. And so the, the real truth is, is that heart, warm-heartedness, as the Dalai Lama constantly says, let's work from the heart. So I think it's time now to pass this talking stick back to you, Penny. Okay, good. Well, you gave, actually did a wonderful segue there, uh, Tara. 
by talking about heartfelt things, okay? And so I, I just wrote out what I wanted to say so I wouldn't forget anything. And I'm bringing up the fact that we've all been a tad gloomy lately, or as Ashtar says, down in the dumpies. And it has to do with two things, well, more, but at least these two things. One is the news from around the world, which we've been beating around today. And the other one is our interaction with our own ascension system symptoms. So I decided yesterday, thanks to a very brilliant email I received, to do something about this gray cloud, which is overlaying things and cutting off the sunshine. So tonight, I am combining the, my choice of music with a contest which is going to be open, which is open to everybody. And I want you to warn ahead of time, I'm going to be Simon the judge of the outcome, though I still have to figure out how to use a golden buzzer on the radio and around the world. Um, but that's a detail I'll sort out with Dawn. This contest challenges every one of you to create out of your ascension symptoms the funniest description possible. And it has to be your own symptoms, by the way, not somebody else's. So, you know, no cheating. And like the English teacher I used to be, I am providing an example for inspiration and some possible how-tos via the music selection. I already have one description in my back pocket, which made my sides hurt when I read it. So the competition is going to be tough. I may even have to consider consolation prizes just for effort. The assignment is due in two weeks. The results will be read on air, along with the one I'm going to use as the measuring stick. And now I will ask Dawn to hit the button and play my music choice. Thanks. Good night, everybody. We'll listen to this music. I love you, Betty. Thank you. Namaste, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. So much love. Good night, everyone. This is going to be an interesting contest. <laughs> Good night, all. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Right, very possible. Not bad at all. All right. Nothing like a good glass of Chateau de Chasseler. Hey, Dussard. Ah, you're right there, Obadiah. I did right. <sighs> Who'd have thought, 40 years ago, that we'd be sitting here drinking Chateau de Chasseler? I would have been glad of the price of a cup of tea, then. Ah, a cup of cold tea. Ah. Right. Without milk or sugar. Ah. Or tea. Ah. <laughs> and out of a cracked cup at that. Ah. We never had a cup. We used to drink out of a rolled-up newspaper. <laughs> Best we could manage was to suck on a piece of damp cloth. <laughs> but, you know, I often think we were happier then, although we were poor. Because we were poor. Aye. My old dad said to me, he said, money won't bring you happiness, son. He was right. Aye. I was happier then. I had nothing. Aye. We used to live in a tiny, tumble-down old house with great holes in roof. House? You're looking to have a house? We used to live in one room, 26 of us. All there, no furniture, half the floor was missing, and we were all huddled in one corner for fear of falling. <laughs> room? You were lucky to have a room. We used to have to live in corridor. Corridor? Oh, I used to dream of living in a corridor. That would have been a palace to us. 
We used to live in a water tank on rubbish tip. Ah, every morning we'd be woke up by having a load of rotting fish dumped on us. House. Ah. Well, when I said house, I mean to were only all in ground covered by a couple of foot of torn canvas. But it were house to us. Oh, well, we were evicted from our hole in the ground. We had to go and live in the lake. Hey, hey, you were lucky to have a lake. There are over 150 of us living in a small shoebox in Middle Road. Cardboard box? Right. Oh, you were lucky. We lived for three months in a rolled-up newspaper in a septic tank. Every morning we'd have to get up at six, clean out rolled-up newspaper, eat a crust of stale bread, then we'd have to work 14 hours at mill, day in, day out, for sixpence a week. Ah, and then when we'd come home, Dad would thrash us to sleep with his belt. Luxury. <laughs> we used to get up at three, clean the lake, eat a handful of hot gravel, then we'd work in mill for 20 hours for twopence a month, then we'd come home and Dad would beat us about the head and neck with a broken bottle, if we were lucky. Paradise. <laughs> we had it tough. I used to have to get out at shoebox at midnight, lit road clean, eat a couple of bits of cold gravel, work 23 hours a day at mill for a penny every four years, and when we and when we got home, Dad used to slice us in half with a bread knife. Right. <clears throat> we used to get up in morning at half past ten at night, half an hour, half an hour before we'd gone to bed. Eat a lump of poison. Work 29 hours a day at mill for eight in your lifetime. Come home and each night Dad would strangle us and dance about on our graves. Aye, you try and tell that to the young people of today. Will they believe you? No. 